0: wrestling fans of all ages shapes sizes genders and everything in between it is time to go to war and be the cure for the common wrestling podcast welcome to the revolution buzz buzz guys my name is kate murphy what's going on everybody this is will tarashek the founder of the kings of the rings podcast what's going on guys it is i the one and only quiet riot himself Zack, your host of the young Lions perspective what's up guys this is the monday night delight greetings one and all this is your prime minister speaking your favorite canadian mr fret hey what's up you guys this is nate the F and great from the game changer podcast if you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening listening. then you are listening get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on everybody this is king ricky rose your general manager and you are listening to wrestle addict radio now enjoy the show are you ready What's going on guys, Zach from the rest of the podcast here, welcome to episode 215 of the YLB Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Monday evening, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I really and truly appreciate it. It is Monday. And, of course, y'all already know what it is. Every pay-per-view Monday. Talk about the good, the the bad, and the ugly. That was NXT TakeOver in your house from last night. Woo! You have a lot to talk about. And surprisingly more than I'm used to. Normally, I would just have no problem enjoying conversation about TakeOver and waxing poetic and all that. But surprisingly, today, we do have a lot to talk about. There was still a lot of good that came out of this show. am not going to front on that. There was some bad. I don't think there's any ugly. That I know of at least. We'll get to that point when we get there. Other than that, y'all, it is Monday. Happy Monday to all y'all. Hope your weekend was good, as best as it could be in circumstances that we have going on in some And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my weekend was mad chill. Very, very chill. I did not even leave the apartment. For the most part. Besides the Coxs go run and see my grandmother and all that stuff. Other than that, I didn't do much. If, fuck all. I mean, I did some, you know, workouts, you know, just to keep up with more fitness, trying to get the gains back. Um... Play a little 2K, 2K20, WWE version, try to get a little something up, No, creative juices wasn't hitting the way I thought they were, and it was taking a lot longer, and load times on that game are fucking retarded, oh my god, I hope 2K22 is a million times better than what we've been given as of late, because the last couple of years have been straight dog shit, but well, I'm gonna refrain from that, but well, before we get into the fun stuff, of course y'all know it is Pride Month here, uh, pretty much everywhere, and we got a little thing going on called the uh, Pride Collection over at teespring.com. You can check out the uh, full array of all, of our, all the members of Wrestle and Radio, of course myself, all the members of the Kings of the Rings podcast, Game Changer podcast, and of course, Matt Chappelle, the host of The Light Show with Matt Chappelle that will be coming out, I believe, tomorrow. Not exactly sure. Might be tomorrow. I'll have to check that later on. But yeah, my, I mean, I got my logo on there, the YLP logo. And shout out to my homie Jermaine. Uh, you know, show, uh, showing the pictures of the uh, YLP join. Put it on my Twitter. Follow me over there. I'll tell you about it at the end uh, of the show. But yeah, yeah. But I got my, uh, my first uh, social media tag pic with uh, my merch. And it's freaking dope. It, it actually came out pretty clean uh, from what I saw. It's pretty cool. It's like I said, it's up there on my uh, Twitter. Shout out to Jermaine though for getting that merch, bruv. Much appreciated. It's love, bruv. It's love from across the pond. Yo. Whenever I do come over there, once everything settles down, it better be some wrestling involved, a good few pints of Brewski's, and a good ass night over in uh over in your old neck of the woods, bruv. Sounds like a good time. But yeah, man, get that sweet merch. Teespring.com. You can check out all the WrestleLadic Radio Collection. Um, not just myself, but all the members of the um Kings of the Kings of the Rings podcast, Kate Murphy's got her own John with the HBIC collection, King Ricky Rose collection, the Mr. Fretz collection. You could also get the Game Teacher Podcast collection, the Delight collection, which I believe it is wonderfully called, and of course, yours truly with the YLP collection, all over there at teespring.com. All proceeds of this particular collection, the pride collection, going to Trevor's project, um, supporting the LGBTQIA community with crisis intervention I know I can't say the other word you know what it is though but it's a big deal and like I said and, and we also found out the trouble project is behind what we're doing so much appreciated much appreciated to the trouble project for showing love to the, to the campaign and uh yeah much appreciated um we'll get into the other stuff Towards the end of the show with the closing segment, I just wanted to get that one thing out there since it is one of our main things we got going on for the entire month of June. Okay, all of that. But anyway, let us get into the good that was NXT TakeOver In Your House. The most important thing I want to get out of the way right the fuck now. The nostalgia they put on display for this pay-per-view was absolutely fantastic. I'm just going to put that out there right now. As a person who used to watch, like, the in-your-house stuff, like, when I was a teenager, when WWE 24-7 came out. And I watched those in-your-house shows, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is dope. You know, they brought back the set, Clutch. They brought back, you know, that Ty Patton Gill, son of a bitch. Um, that was that was a nice little callback there. Lord Alfred Hayes talking the Ico Pro commercial from Adam Cole left me on like I was in stitches. I was in stitches, just laughing my ass off. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! Just, I loved it. I loved every single part of the, the nostalgia throughout the event. It was just fantastic. You had the um the call line, get all the hot scoops, and like WCW though one, one you know. One 9900 Boom! Nailed it, first try. Um. Just I just love all the nostalgia that came from that. Not even mad about it one little bit. Even with Johnny Gargano coming out of the house to when he faced uh, Keith Lee for the North American Championship, that was just a nice little touch. You know, with the picture of uh, Michael Hayes up there, that was funny as shit. It was just a very in that aspect alone. If we were just grading it off, just that, a plus across the board. A plus across the board. You know, making it feel like an old school in your house. Like if there's one thing I know NXT is good for, they they really like to have those little callbacks every once in a while. I mean, the fact just the, just one thing alone. The fact that you got Jushin Thunder Liger take over Brooklyn pfft, mind blown at that point. And I'm a Liger fan. And just seeing that at Brooklyn, shit. That was that was beautiful. That was a wonderful moment. And just seeing that this the oh man. The set oh this is all the nostalgia. And it, it was just perfectly, you know properly titled in your house, because everybody in the crib. And they just really drove that home, like drove home that nostalgia. And that just really mwah. Fantastic shit! You can't, you cannot just off that alone, man. Whew. It just, it just really, really was was a cool thing to see, and I'm just like, yeah, bring back that. You know, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go in your house, you have to go in your house. You can't just half ass it. This was a staple for WWE before they started doing true monthly pay per views. If I'm not mistaken, that's where the fucking Helen and a a Cell thing came about. So yeah, it's nostalgic, and they did quite well in b- driving that home, and I was thoroughly happy with it. Shawn Michael still looked like he can't type for shit. <laughs> it was just, it was just a, like a lot of nice touches, and it was just, it made me happy. The I marked out for that all night. Just off that, I marked out. All right, the important things. Hmm. I pretty much know what I have for match of the night. Clear cut. Now I even got a front. We'll talk about that when we get there. I do want to talk about Karrion Kross for a little but If I may. They've really got something special in and Cross. After what we saw with Champa last night. I'm going to say that again. They have something special in Carrying Cross. They really do. And I'll discuss it more when we get into the bad. That was NXT TakeOver in your house. But I do want to say that if there is nobody else to contend for the NXT Championship, the only man you need to put across Adam Cole at this point is Carrying Cross. I did not expect the way they booked Champa to go up against Carrying Cross the way they did. I was shocked, but thoroughly really happy with it. It's it's one of those things where you're just like. I don't think they were supposed to book him like that. And then you watch it, you know, fall out and just go about it, go about, you know, the ups and downs and the throws of the match. And then you finish the match and you're just like, okay, yeah, I like the way they booked that shit. (laughs) They did this wonderfully. This was probably surprisingly one of the better booking decisions in 2020. The way they booked Karrion Cross to look Dominate not complete ass whooping well it was pretty much a complete ass whooping but to get have Ciampa still try to go at him with everything he can bring to the table but Cross was just too much and that's kind of what I like to see in a monster like carrying Cross Braun Strowman is not a monster he holds a blue belt over his shoulder. Do you believe, for quite, for one, one slight second, that you would honestly believe that Braun Strowman is a monster? Please, spare me. Spare me. Karrion Cross is on a fast track to the NXT Championship now, because pretty much everyone is out of the way, if you think about it got Gargano and Lee having to, you know, Gargano and Lee doing their thing over here. You got Balor and Priest having to do their shit over here. You then have Dream now pretty much out of the picture, given the fact that he lost to Adam Cole at the backlog Brawl. Riddles in SmackDown. Dijakovic is about to go to fucking Raw. You really have no one else in the way. I said before, Adam Cole, if Adam Cole beats the Velveteen Dream, who else do you have? Honestly, I I honestly don't see anyone else. Maybe Gargano wouldn't work because it's heel versus heel. Now, you know, they usually go more towards a heel versus babyface kind of deal. Rarely do you see heels or babyfaces go up against one another. But I have that that kind of feeling that they're trying, they're going to start fast-tracking carrying to the top. After that performance, what makes you think otherwise? Be real with yourself. After what we saw Sunday, now we're in Monday. Has has anything changed in your head that makes you think carrying cross on the fast-track to the NFC Championship? Just saying. Liquid IV, bought it at Costco the other day, apparently has the equivalent of uh, three water bottles with his powder. It works, and I like it, so that's what we're drinking on today. Hmm. Let's talk about the battle. We're Brawl for a second. I'm surprised Cole won. I really am. Surprisingly, I am surprised that Cole won. For the simple fact that I'm I was thinking it was it was at that point where it had that feeling of it was about to end. And then somehow, some way, they have Cole retaining. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I forgot the woman main event. Okay. I mean, Dexter Loomis. good, that good call there. Very nice. Taking away um, Fish in Strong. And then leaving it to uh, Dream and Cole. Panama Sunrise onto the chairs was dirty. Dirty. Now we're at 373 days and counting. I mean, now Dream's literally out of the way. Period. For as long as... Cole remains champion. Velveteen Dream will never again receive a shot until, well, pretty much Cole drops the title. And it is good. Adam Cole retaining. Now, again, now we have some questions we need to answer, and we will have time to answer those questions. Now that Dream's pretty much out of the picture, and we don't know what he's going to do next, God, heaven only knows at that point. Um... What what we got for Adam Cole? Let's leave Karrion Cross out of the picture for a moment. Who, who do you really have? That's, I mean, it is a good in a sense because maybe, you know, it could be someone out of the blue who takes the title from Cole. It does leave more questions than answers, and like I said, we will answer those questions in due time as we head towards the next takeover. But it is quite interesting, and quite surprisingly, and I'm saying that word a lot because I'm still surprised, surprisingly interesting, and it piques my interest to see what will happen now with Cole as we head towards this, you know, deeper into the summer months, and heading towards SummerSlam weekend, whatever the fuck that's going to be. And we'll be—he'll be past four hundred by then. That you know, give it about what, we got in there twenty-seven days. Yeah. So what? What is it today? The eighth. Yeah, he'll be done. He'll be at four hundred while I'm on vacation. Nice. Um, huh. I mean, I mean, there. I mean, now it's just like now. I think that you can start to get creative. If I'm thinking about it in in that kind of sense, for uh, Adam Cole, you know, now you can get a little funky with it. New contenders. Now, now, pretty much, if you think about it, the, the freaking slate is wiped a bit clean. You can start getting some new contenders in there. I don't know who the fuck you're gonna bring in, but you know, to, to step up to Cole, but. Now we, get to, now we get to see, you know, how creative they can get as we head towards, you know, July and August. Once we get towards SummerSlam, whatever the fuck that's going to be. But, I mean, we're going to be, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with Adam Cole now. That's why, I, I'll put it in that way. With this. Because, like I said, dreams out of the picture. Gone. And now we get to see what they'll do with Cole going towards the end of, going towards, into, like we said, into the summer. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun little ride from here on out with Cole as NXT champion. Gargano and fucking Lee. Gargano and fucking Lee. What can honestly be said about this match that more than likely has already been said? This match was an absolute banger. From beginning to end, I was thoroughly happy and pissed the fuck off that this was like, like what? This was, yeah, this was third on the card. How this was third on the card and we got that is shocking to me. Again, that match third. And they pretty much set the standard for the rest of the night. Once we got at once we got to the end of that, everybody had to follow that. This match was fucking awesome. Every single bit about this match was fucking awesome. The eye gouge with the keys. The Lorray gim spot during toward like heading towards the end of the fucking match. Grizzly Magnum chops with a hurt hand. That Keith that Johnny Organo was working on the entire fucking match. The psychology in this matchup was just brilliant. This, this, uh, in-ring psychology like that. You can't help but clap for it. You can't. Chance of Gargano sucks on John Cena theme. Yeah certified I mean just my god they had Johnny Gargano looking all types of strong coming out of this and before I continue on with this I will say though when it comes to cross and champa in terms of looking strong i'm glad they had champa pass out and did not have him tap much appreciated we'll carry on but yeah both men look supremely strong going coming out of this even in defeat like i said with nxt i know for a fact that i'm going to get a solid pay-per-view matchup that is going to be a definitive victory for whoever wins and they do it, in certain cases, the right way. Of course, Lee retained. Makes, you know, all the sense in the world. Bring on, give me Timothy Thatcher versus Keith fucking Lee. I need that shit. Give it to me. You know you want to do it, NXT. You thought about it. I know you thought about it. I know you. I Okay, I don't know you well enough. I know you well enough to know. That you want to do Timothy Thatcher Keith Lee. And you want to do it for the North American Championship. Tell me after. What Thatcher just did. With Riddle. In the fight pit. Pit fight. Whatever you want to fucking call it. Lion's Den. All of that shit. What he did with that. That doesn't constitute a possible. Look over at him. And thinking. He seems like a guy we could put a North American championship on and run with it. Thatcher's a fucking beast. Keith Lee is a fucking beast. They will beat the ever-loving fuck out of each other. And it will be for entertainment purposes. You put that around the North American championship and you don't you don't think for one fucking second that shit went not rock? If you build up Thatcher, especially after what he did with Riddle, if you build Thatcher to become that top dude... When it comes to the North American championship situation, yeah, I say go for it. I am all for it one hundred damn percent. Just whew. Just thankful. <laughs> thankful that we got that. 'Cause that was that kind of match I was just like, Yeah, that already that already looks honorable mention of the year already. Whew. Hmm. Now before I get into the ladies to round out this portion of the show, I will say, no, I'm gonna leave Finn Balor, Damian Priest out of it. I will say though, in terms of the six woman tag, um, I haven't seen what happened to um, for them to have the six woman tag at the beginning of the show, which I think actually was a good call. Even though, again, when it comes to previews and predictions, I did not. I do these. I actually recorded the preview predictions that Wednesday before we found out what the episode, you know, what happened on NXT that night. Um, pretty much what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow. So, I didn't know what had happened, what transpired, and I hadn't really looked at any spoilers. I just choose not to. I walk, I go into their blindy shit, and then I watch the show, and I'm just like, oh, that's how it happened. You know? I, uh, you know, In terms of social media, I can find out spoilers all day, every day, and I just get the results. Fine, that's fine. But I'd rather just see it, you know, as if I were watching it on Wednesday-type deal, if you get what I'm saying. So... I don't know what happened with the six, you know, what constituted the six women's head, but you know what? I'm fine. I was fine with it. It was a good opener. It was a good opener. Knox got the victory over Kai after she pumped After she, uh, Kai pumped kick Gonzalez right in the face region. Um, Knox getting the pin over Kai makes sense. Um, I like, I like the fact that they had so many intertwining angles with this, you know, with this matchup and what's makes the match even that much better given the fact that every person in this match in one way, shape, or form has come across each other in the ring. Shotzi and Raquel. Shotzi and Dakota. Mia Yim with both. Uh, Kai, and, uh, Kai and Gonzalez. Fucking, who's the third one? Tegan, of course. Rivalry. Uh, Leray and Yim. Uh, Lorray and Blackheart, I haven't seen yet. Knox Leray, Now. I think that's gonna be the next uh little feud there. Knox and the oh I need to see that. Tell me you wouldn't want to see Tegan versus Candace. They've been they've been starting it. They planted that seed on last week's episode. Well, two weeks ago. With um Candace interrupting the um Match I think it was black uh, Shotzi and uh Raquel going uh one on one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Knox and um, Larray needs to be the next matchup. I'm just all for it. But you know what? And this is why I kind of dig this. It's because of the fact that I even said on Twitter that this is showcasing what the rest of the division has to offer right now. Now, it does suck that it looks like Chelsea Green is going to be moving up to the main roster from what I'm hearing. Take it with a huge grain of salt until take a, I'll believe it when I see it approach on that. Just want to let y'all know. Um, so once that happens, it's like, okay, boom. But it would have really been nice to see Chelsea Green remain on the NXT roster and help Robert Stone build up something that he had going on. Wish he had that one tag team with Matha and Riddick Moss. That would have been lit. Because I was a fan of Matha, and Riddick Moss just seemed like, you know, with the whole Tino Sabatelli deal, then what happened with Tino, and then he was just stuck in the, in the shit with it. Now, I was thinking Moss and Mather were probably gonna, you know, join that, star, you know, that brand and help build around it. I was thinking, damn. Then they got Robin Stone looking like a drunkard out there, looking like a dum dum and shit because he don't have his uh uh Chelsea Green tool. I don't know what the hell I was going for right there. I just think I was going for Dusty. I don't know. That was probably terrible. Um, but yeah, it did showcase the fact that, you know the rest of the division is there and they have something to o- offer completely. So, thoroughly happy with that, with what they did. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with all that. But, Knox LeRae, I think, is the one match that is definitely coming out of this. Um, in terms of Shotzi, Mia, and Kai and, Gonzale, uh, and Gonzalez, I don't know yet. Maybe something. I don't know. I mean, if they still have a good amount of uh, talent they want to use, they can make it work. We'll see what happens with all that, but let's get into what was the main event of the evening, and I know I should have really let off with this, but I kind of, you know, with this, save the best for last approach on this one. Ladies and gentlemen of the YLP universe, EO Shirai is now your new NXT Women's Champion, and that means I have to go on 2K20 sometime during the weekend and change that because I'm not planning on doing it right now. Now, I got that one wrong. <laughs> Not going to front. Got that one wrong horribly. I mean, I went three and two. With the picks I made, I went three and two. I'll take it. I wasn't, like I said, I didn't know about the uh, six-woman ladder match until last minute. Saw it on Twitter. I was like, oh, okay, maybe that will be a pre-show thing. And then I missed the pre-show. And, yeah. Io Shirai. Is now the NXT Women's Champion. And you know what? I'm cool with it. Especially the celebration they gave her. That was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty sweet. The matchup itself. Was good. Especially the Charlotte it. Uh. Suckett, uh Deal to, uh, with the a la DX. That was pretty nice. I actually laughed at that shit. That was, what was funny as hell. I think they could they could just do a Charlotte Rhea brawl type shit feud, best of seven. For they can just do that. I mean, it. They. I mean, their chemistry together is pretty solid. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be fine with that. The. Knees to the face towards the uh, with the moonsault there at the end for Rhea was nasty. Of course, having Charlotte was in the figure eight on Rhea, EO comes off the top, moons, I say moonsault needed a face region. Charlotte can't untangle herself in time. EO becomes champion right then and there. Now, we all knew that. Charlotte was not leaving NXT takeover in your house with the NXT women's championship and good because it needed to come back on an NXT talent. I should have went with the smart money and just picked EO and got it out of the way. Go four and one and actually do my happy dance. Unfortunately, I'm three and two and I'm still doing my happy dances. I'm over 500. You're mm, ah, mm, eh, yeah. Dab on. EO is champion. Let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about the fact that you got Asuka, Io, and Akar holding women's championships right now in women's wrestling. I don't... I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Shirai will be taken care of in NXT. I'm not so sure about Asuka with Nia Jax um, this coming Sunday and I can't believe I have to fucking do preview predictions for that garbage. Um... Titles back in NXT fully with EO Shirai as champion. Now, I'm sure people are thinking, why didn't they just have EO pin Charlotte instead of pinning Ripley? Because we have to have the EO Charlotte rematch. Fair? Because their match went to DQ. That was to help Rhea make her return to NXT and go after Charlotte. But they never had a fully complete match, so I'm thinking EO and Charlotte makes the most sense since they never got their full one-on-one matchup because Charlotte wanted to play kendo stick uh, on EO's back, and then try to pull the Bret Hart spot. So that's that's pretty much the move I'm seeing with. Charlotte and Ia going forward. I don't know what they do with Rhea going forward. I really don't. I really don't. I have made some interesting predictions on this show this year, and I have just been missing on it. I've been just straight whiffing. Straight whiffing. I don't know why, though. This just popped into my head. I don't know if they do it. But I would like to see this ver the version of Candice LeRae we have now. Going up against Io Shirai. Crazy bitch she is now. One year later, if I'm not mistaken. Was it not? I could be wrong. But I know this. That would be interesting to see in the summer. New version of Candace having to go through EO to get the Women's Championship. Ooh, that'd be fire. Just came to me. But I really don't know what they're going to do with Rhea. I know she's not going up to the main roster yet. I know she's still got some work to do. She's got some work to do in NXT. She's got a little bit of work left to do. Down there in uh, Orlando. I don't know what yet. I'm sure she'll be still gunning for the NXT Women's Championship. That might be the only. You know, thing she's got going on. Rio will feel some type of way about EO pinning her. And one another shot. So then we'll probably. Maybe we'll probably get that in. The summer. I think logically. Although I would love to see Poison Pixie versus Genius in the Sky version now. Maybe we'll get there. I don't know. We'll see. We will honestly see what happens. At this point, new slate, new chapter of the year. We're past takeover. Now we go. Charlotte now, as of 645, is going to be on Raw tonight. And By the time you hear this, Raw's probably over. But I don't know why they're having her go up against Asuka a night the night after she lost the NXT women's championship i'm just confused i'm just confused i wish i wasn't I don't I don't know. I was talking about this with one of my people uh, my people's at work. And we were kind of talking about it like I don't know if y'all listen to rap. I don't know. You may have. Cool. If you don't, that's cool too. There's a group out there called the G Unit back in the early 2000s making a having a like many years run on top of the music industry. Of course, with Eminem, uh being the head of Shady, and of course Dr. Dre and Aftermath Yeah, yeah, they had a big thing going on, and one of the key core of the uh, Shady Aftermath deal was G Unit. More importantly, Fifty Cent, and they had a about a four or five year run where they had just just straight bangers, bangers, and then Boyd Banks dropped, and then Young Buck dropped, and Tony Yayo had an album or two. and Now it's just kind of kind of weird, um, yeah, but we got some bangers though. Out of the G-Unit. But it did get to a point where it was a little bit oversaturated. Feel me? Like, every time you listen to the radio, it was G-Unit, G-Unit, G-Unit. Because they had so many bangers. Yeah, the bangers are endless. But when you play them on the radio, just, and you're just like, god damn it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm kind of thinking they're doing right now with Charlotte. Oversaturation. I would like to think Otherwise. really do. I just don't know why they're maneuvering her the way they are. I, I honestly don't know. I wish I knew, but I couldn't tell you. But congrats are in order to miss Io Shirai becoming the new NXT Women's Champion. We'll see how her reign goes. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Io Shirai's reign is going to go. And... To see how she takes to being champion, it's 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 a wonderful thing to see. You know, I'm sure the side plates for her are going to be dope as fuck, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do starting this coming Wednesday. And that's going to conclude the good. That was NXT Takeover in your house. When we come back, we're going to discuss the bad. That was NXT Takeover in your house. And this section of the show is part of the reason why the grade is the way it is this go around. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back with episode 215 of the YLP podcast talking about The good, the bad, and the ugly. That was NXT TakeOver in your house. Now we get to the bad. And in particular, I want to talk about two particular matches that I lost on on my picks. Wait, I mean, no, I went two and three. Fuck. Uh, I went two and three on my picks. I just realized that. That sucks. Under 500. Terrible. now with Finn Balor Damian Priest Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream I'm not exactly sure why they decided to give Balor and Cole the victory in their respective matches at TakeOver in your house Normally I would be perfectly fine with it. Because I would have I would have really liked if they had let Priest get the victory last night. I would have also appreciated Velveteen Dream becoming the new NXT champion only reason why I say it's bad is because I don't know it had that feeling of like maybe you know Priest should have got this one and Velveteen Dream should have got in that last chance his last chance he gets that victory I don't know. Rarely do I honestly question NXT booking decisions that are made during takeovers. This one in particular I do have questions on. And I'm sure they'll be answered very soon. I just felt that I just felt that I just really thought that Damien Priest really needed that one over Battler. I mean we got a new NXT women's champion in your Shirai. A banger between Gargano and Lee. It would I thought it would have been much more What's the word I'm looking for? Much more Convincing if you had pretty much stated Damien Priest just beat Finn Balor. Also, I don't know. Because going back to what we talked about last segment, you know, what do we do for Finn? And what do we do with Adam Cole going forward? Now, while I was eating dinner and. Taking way too long watching YouTube. Um, I'm I'm not exactly sure if that where they're going in terms of the NXT Championship on its own. I can only think of like three names. That maybe would vibe for the NXT Championship this summer. Cross, Balor, Gargano. Now, of the three, I'm not exactly sure which one makes most sense. If I had it my way, I'd just give it to Cross and just let him destroy everything for like a year and a half. I'm not exactly sure where they're headed in terms of the NXT championship. I mean, like I said in the last segment, it's going to be, it's a clean slate, you know, new names get in there. Now the back lot brawl between dream and Cole, I believe Tom Phillips said it. It gave him shades of Eddie Guerrero and John Cena's back lot brawl. Um, That backlot brawl kicked ass. This one was I. It wasn't the the greatest one in the world, but it, it, it did what it needed to do. So. I don't know. I just really can't wrap my head around why they wouldn't give Damien the win here over Finn? It was a good match. It was a good match. Would that be known? But I don't know. Just just to see, like maybe Priest keeping you know getting that one over, giving Finn Balor that kind of like slight you know having to go back to the drawing board and try you know figure out and do some new things. And definitely would have helped out Damian Priest in, this, in you know in that aspect. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with him going forward. You know, what's the next move for Damian? You know, especially with the whole, after, you know, the, the Keith Lee deal, it definitely would have been nice to see him get a victory, you know, at TakeOver. Now, what do we do with Dream? What do you do with Velveteen Dream now? Honestly, he's no longer able to go after the NXT championship as long as Adam Cole is champion. What worries me is that they may call him up. And honestly, that would suck. dead serious and Velveteen Dream has been there for a a hot minute and he has done some things in NXT went from Patrick Clark to now who he is today is the Velveteen Dream by the way the Negan shit proper proper oh, just clean fantastic Never ceases to amaze every single takeover. But I don't know what you do with Dream now. Sure, you can keep around in NXT, have, them have let him have a couple feuds, but honestly, I think Dream needed this one, too. To solidify his place. To prove that he can win the big one and be that top guy. He has it written all over for him and I just don't seem to understand why they didn't pull the trigger. team Dream is everything you would want in an NXT champion. I'm not exactly sure unless the move is to call him up. Now, here's the here's if that's the case and I'm just I'm just spitting you know this out of the top of my head so just you know take it take it with a huge grain of salt when I as I say this because I don't know where they would put them you know Smackdown's mid card is when you look at it pretty decent you just had riddle go over to Smackdown Dajakovich just went to raw I don't know if, if, like I said, if Chelsea Green goes up, she'll probably go to Raw. And if you, I mean, the best place, if you're going to call him up, would be SmackDown. On Fox. Every Friday night. Have a few with John Morrison if you want to. I don't know why that just popped in my head. That was bad. That was terrible. I'll punish myself for it later. But that's the only thing I can see now for Dream. Is the call-up. I certainly hope not, but I mean... Not being able to go for the NXT championship ever again, as long as, you know, as long as, you know, Cole's champ. So if you can't go for the prize anymore, what's the point? I actually thought that segment would go on a little bit longer. So in the spirit of that, um, no ugly to report. So, in the, you know, wanted to keep this at two segments then. Um, we'll just get right into the awards segment of the show. And... Hmm. Let us start with the match of the night because with this pay-per-view I don't need a top three really don't usually I do a top three y'all know this but in this particular case the one match that stood out was number three was third on the fucking card and they stole the fucking show. And I'm giving that match of the night honor to Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American. Chief. This was this was clear cut the match of the night. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. Women's title match. It was good. It was good. The Carrying Cross thing domination. Uh, Cole versus Dream i put it in my top three, maybe. Maybe. Finn Balor, Damian Priest was good. And the six-woman tag match was good. But Gargano and Lee absolutely set the bar for the rest of the night and nobody could follow it. I wasn't sure where to set the expectations for this match. I knew it was going to be damn good, but I didn't think it was going to be that damn good. Hmm. Whew. Yeah. That match was just simply, simply fantastic. I mean, everything about that match was just great. This, this, this was clear cut after I'd watched the remainder of the card. I'm thinking, yeah, Gargano and Lee was easily clear cut match of the night. Just they they were able to somewhat keep up with it, but when you look at it, I think it has the best replay value. Everything the story going into it was money, incorporating Larray and Yim, actual girlfriend and wife of Keith Lee and Gar- Johnny Gargano respectively. Um, yeah, and you make it work; it was fantastic. It was good. It was the. It was damn. Oh, it was so fucking great. This was easily again match of the night. The in-ring psychology, the with Johnny Gargano working the hand of Keith Lee, doing everything he can to keep destroying that. Uh, that was the left hand. Even when Keith Lee was going for power bombs, he was pretty much going a la Pete Dunn and trying to break his shit. Just all that integrated into one match with with the two guys that know what the hell they're doing? Yeah. Yeah, that easily makes match of the night. Without question. Clear cut, not even going to do a top three. Gargano and Lee, fan-fucking-tastic. Which leads me to the worst match of the night. And I hate doing worst match of the night for shows like this. Because this was a good show. Not the greatest NXT takeover they've ever done, but it was a good show. And with a good show, it's usually hard for me to make decisions on what would be worse, what would be considered the worst match of the night. It sucks. It sucks when you're in this kind of position. It's like, I, they really wasn't, listen, it wasn't the best show, it wasn't their best takeover. It was a good effort. What the hell? Hmm. But if I had to give one. The honor. Of being worst match of the night. Honestly. And this is going to actually sound. Weird. But I'm going to give it to Balor and Priest. Not because of bias or anything. It was just in that. I actually thought the six woman uh, tag was actually a little bit better than Balor versus Priest. It was good; like they were both good matches to open up the card. Well done. I just thought the you know the ladies uh, tag was just a bit better than Balor versus Priest. Sue me, my my choice. Again, with 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 this, it was with a good card, with a really good card. Having to choose worst match of the night is not the worst thing in the world. It just sucks that you would have to choose the worst match out of the six. But for me personally, Balor and Priest was the worst match. Oh, I'll say this. It was the worst good match of the night. If that makes any sense. Probably doesn't grammatically, but whatever. So, the MVP of NXT TakeOver in your house. A distinct honor. Well, only to me and my my dog Marley. But a distinct honor nonetheless. Usually I go with one. In this particular type of award, you know, the MVP, the most valuable performer of NXT TakeOver in your house. Who could it be? Hmm. And then it hit me. Like a Mike Tyson right hand across the jaw. I have three. And it's only right. I know, you know, co MVPs usually, no, Bill, but the three people I'm going to name, I think, make the most sense. Because. The way I do it, if just in case it's your first time listening to this episode, and thank you for you know checking out the episode, I appreciate you. I usually think about the MVP throughout the recording of this show. Doing shows like this, I take care of it. I think about it throughout as I'm talking about the matches. I'm formulating, you know, just like a, maybe like three or five names in my head. I'm thinking, okay, they did, you know, these were the best of the deal. And I could not eliminate one of the three. So I figured, fuck it. I'll give all three of them in the MVP. I think they deserve it. Hell, I picked the fans as an MVP once on the show. Okay. Because we, because well, I forget what event it was. Might have been all out. We won. It was either, I'm trying to think, was it all out? Or was it, hmm. I forget exactly which pay-per-view. I said we won. But I have given the the MVP you know to the fans. So, there you go. But I'm going to go with, as the MVPs of NXT TakeOver in your house, I'm going to go with Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and here's the shocker. I'm going to go with Io Shirai, the new NXT Women's Champion. I think all three of them. Honestly, had the best night in terms of performance. You could say Charlotte all you want to. Wasn't her night. Rhea and Charlotte, all good. But I think Io was the one really who stood out the most. You know, on this card. Of course, with Gargano and Lee having that banger of a match. You know, safe to say she did her damn thing. And I was very happy with the result. It could have easily just been Gargano and Lee. I think EO really had that kind of performance that showed she is ready to be the top dog in the women's division. Can't be mad about that at all. Came out women's champion. So again, your MVPs for NXT TakeOver in your house. Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee, and the new NXT Women's Champion. Eo, Chirai. Which then leads us to the most important award of the show. The final grade. And as customary goes the laptop. Phone goes on top of the laptop. Because this is about to get serious. With their... June takeover specials, and they started doing this more recently. I don't know why. I just figured they were correlated, but it, but it made sense to have a stop gap between WrestleMania and SummerSlam weekends. Made sense. Perfect time to do it. June, love it. Of course, we had Takeover and Chicago one and two, and we got some of the best matches of twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. Um, if I remember correctly, that was the beginning of the Gargano-Chompa feud. So we have had some amazing shows from these June pay-per-views. Takeover 25 last year. Good. I loved it. Appreciated it. Very nice. Made me laugh. And I've been really thinking about it all day. I weirdly started thinking how does In Your House stack up with the other pay-per-views in June that you've had in recent memory and I'd have to say this might, out of the June pay-per-views, this would be the worst one out of the, the group that we have I, remember, I think it's Takeover Chicago 1 and 2 uh, Takeover 25 And then this one here. So four. This would be the worst out of the four. For me personally. And it kind of affected the grade a little bit. In terms of the final grade that I'm going to put on this pay-per-view. Give it the blessing. Wrap it up with a bow and call it a night. So with everything we got out of it. You know. That banger between Gargano and Lee. The, you know, Io Shirai becoming the new NXT Women's Champion, always a win. Um, the six women tag match and Finn Balor and Damian Priest starting off the night well. And, you know, not really a cool down at any point. But this was, you know, just their... Usual run-of-the-mill takeovers. Like I said, we all, like we know this. Not every NXT takeover is going to be a straight-up banger of a show. We know this. We know this. And they did more than enough to actually keep my interest, keep my attention, and all that good stuff. So, in terms of final grade, and I made this pretty obvious after I came, got out my lunch break, because I was mulling it over while listening to um, YouTube videos. You know, listening to this wrestling news and whatnot. And I'm going to give this pay-per-view a B-minus. It teeters right on that B-minus C grade. But I think it did more than enough to warrant a B-plus it. No, not a B plus, B minus. I'm sorry, my apologies. B minus. As I said it's just right on that, close to C, but it did more than a, it was more than enough points to get it just to that B minus. Like I said, this wasn't their best takeover. This wasn't the greatest takeover, NXT takeover we've ever seen. Trust me, I've seen pl- plenty of takeovers that stack up way much better than this. Even two that were that were, uh, Chicago, Chicago one and two. Especially too, but they did more than enough to actually get that great. You know, every match was of was at least from decent to damn to holy shit range. You know, started off the night with the first two matches, decent, good. Then we got to the banger, and we were like banger. And then we had Cole versus uh Dream, that was good, wasn't the best, but it was good. Then you had Carrying Cross, Tomasa Champa, Champa died, um, and then you had EO winning the women's championship main eventing, good, you know, so it like, say, like the whole entire thing was not like trash. That you know most of the time you see on main roster pay per views. But yeah, I think a B- minus is a solid grade for it. I think it makes the most sense. You know, maybe you have a, a particular a different grade, let me know in a voice message, and we'll, we'll discuss it from there. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is actually going to conclude episode 215 of the YLP podcast. And when we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 216 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back. well guys that's gonna be it for episode 215 of the ylp podcast as always i want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day your night your afternoon your evening wherever you may be wherever you are and look world thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast and as always I greatly and truly appreciate it of course I thank everybody for checking out this episode on of course ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com anchor.fm slash Perspective, and of course the main hub where you can check out the YLB podcast over on anchor.fm slash wrestle addict radio appreciate your love and continued love and support of course If you are interested in getting more exclusive access to the war family, well, no, we won't tell you where we live. It's hey, that's kind of weird, but for just a mere 17 cents a day, equating to $5 a month, you can actually get exclusive access to get more from what Russell Addict Radio brings to the table. You can do all that by just signing up. Patreon.com slash Russell Radio. Let me just tell you a couple of the benefits you may get from becoming a patron. Of Wrestle Edit Radio. Okay, so off rip, um, yeah, exclusive group chat where you can chat with the patrons as well as all members of Russell Edit Radio, including me. You get to chat with this guy about whatever you want. Just don't make it really weird, because that's kind of weird. But yeah, we get to, talk, get to talk about a range of things, you know. Feel free to come to the table. Also, exclusive shows that you will do. Pretty much won't be able to listen to unless you are a patron. Shows like Love and War, uh, The Secret Files, hosted by Yours Truly, and of course, 5, just a Kim Couple, as well as an exclusive 15% discount on all merch when you go to checkout. You can get all of that if you become a patron. Like I said, I'm a patron. Patron, same thing. For a mere 17 cents a day, between five dollars a month, you can get all that and more. Patreon.com slash radio Always accepted, never expected, but if you're considering getting, wanting to have more access to the WrestleAttic Radio Familia in some way, shape, or form, consider being a patron today. Of course, we do have the Teespring deal going on with our Pride collection over on Teespring.com. Search for WrestleAttic Radio. Um, all the members of the WrestleAttic Radio family have their own logos in the Rainbow Flag. Um, supporting Pride Month, of course. And, of course, uh, with this, all the proceeds that we are going to get from this t-shirt, again, going to the Trevor Project, supporting the LGBTQIA community, and supporting them in crisis intervention, even though I can't say the other word, apparently. Hmm. Um, with all that, and course, the Trevor Project has backed us, you know, is giving us our full support from them so we do appreciate that from uh love and support from the Trevor Project, all that good stuff. Uh you can go on Teespring.com, search for WrestleAttic Radio. All of our collections are there, including mine. Of course I got my own YLP collection. Why wouldn't I? It's a beautiful thing, of course, men, women and children. Or as I like to call it now, the young cubs. The young Cubs We're making that into a thing. Um all that stuff, accessories. I don't know how much time Teespring.com though. Search for Russell Radio if you were looking for us it, getting some swanky merch. For your summer, not only getting uh you know getting a banger of a t-shirt um from our website uh teespring, but also supporting the Trevor Project as well is always a good thing. And also support your boy by getting yourself some sweet ass YLP merch today. If you have any thoughts, opinions, or just want to shoot the shit with me about anything and everything in terms of professional wrestling, you can have, seriously, sound off. Let your voice be heard, let it be known. Leave your boy a voice message over on, of course, Anchor.fm/slash Young Alliance Perspective, and over on Anchor.fm/slash Russell Addict Radio. You can also leave a comment over on AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com, and where, where I pretty much got all my links to my uh, my social media over there and all that good stuff. Pretty much, you get to see what I tweet throughout my days, uh, and how rare I do tweet. Either way, uh, you can get all that over there, and of course, uh, any comment, any and all comments are accepted. You know, just don't be a dick. But if you're going to be leaving a voice message over there on uh, Young Lions' respective page, straight up, no problem. If you're going to leave it over on Russell Addicts Radio, make sure you put YLP in the title and whatever you're talking about so I know you're talking to me personally. And if I do like it enough, I'll have no problem featuring it and discussing it on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. I mean, all of them. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, put it on your FB Messenger, send it in a text message, send it through your DMs, put it on your Tinder profile, you never know who likes professional wrestling nowadays, it be like that sometimes, it really be like that sometimes, spread the word, let the people know about the Wild Bee Podcast, you know, it's a beautiful show, I believe it's a beautiful show, it's a grand show, good things, we get to talk about fantastic professional wrestling, it's good shit, you know it, I know it, send it across all your social media, even, send it to your mom, you never you never know. She she might be a low-key pro wrestling fan, and then she gets to listen to shit talkers like me, and she might enjoy it. Who knows? But of course, in times like these, where the YLP universe and the war nation come together, not only is the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and the delight show with Man Chappelle, the cure of the common wrestling podcast, but here I say, we are the alternative for professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all still to this day don't listen to our episodes on Anchor. That's perfectly fine. Everybody's got their favorite social media, you know, they got their streaming platform that they like, you know, because, you know, this one's better. This one goes faster. This one doesn't buffer as much. I don't know. Everyone has their reasons for one. I have a couple of per- personally my day self. It'd be like that sometimes. But if you think we're just a one-trick pony and we just have Anchor as our home base, my friend, you are sadly mistaken because you are already pretty much over one. Because you cannot only find the YLP podcast, the Game Changer podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, and the The Delight Show on Manchapel on just Anchor. You can find all these podcasts across several different platforms, including, of course, well, at least for me personally, Ambiguous com. go look into my page, check out all my stuff, all the old school episodes. All of the old school episodes. Like I'm talking about episodes, I believe, one through 121. And then any of the newer recent episodes. And I'm going to try to figure out a way to get all the other ones over there so you have the full collection. This is going to take some time. Bear with me on that one. Of course, Anchor.fm slash young perspective. Anchor.fm slash wrestling radio. And of course, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts. Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean. Appreciate y'all over there. CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the YLP Podcast across all these different platforms and you should have no problem finding it whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast, you can follow me over on my socials. Over on Twitter.com. On the Twitter machine. You can find me over there. At. Suede Senator War. That's S-U-E-D-E. S-E-N-A. T-O-R. Capital W. Capital A. Capital R. -R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite. Every Wednesday night. Smackdown Live on Fridays. Every WWE live pay-per-view. Like I will be doing this Sunday night. For the Backlash. Pay-per-view. And I will have a lot to say. About that this coming week. Of course, I also do every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver special like I did last night with NXT TakeOver in your house. Every AEW live pay-per-view like I will be doing for Fighter Fest, but technically it's on AEW Dynamite, so I'll be on Wednesdays as well. But it's a good time. And of course, once we get back in the swing of things over in the East, I'll be doing... I do. I'll be do, uh Words are heart. I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well when it's 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday and I pretty much couldn't, can't go back to sleep because I went to the bathroom. It, Yeah, it, it's 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 a, it's a sucky situation when you wake up, you know, can't go back to bed. Be like that though. But hey, there's always New Japan to make sure you feel just that much better. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, the pretty much mothership of everything that is the YLP podcast, you can follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective memes 60 second thought videos in case you missed its updates on shows memes memes yeah pretty much memes right now because wrestling memes are hilarious but i got all that over there and if you want to follow me over on my facebook page which i'm rarely on but the Instagram is connected to the Facebook, so pretty much everything I post on Instagram gets brought over to the Facebook, which is always good. And you can find me over there. Search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Search that. Hit the like. Follow the John. Tell a friend to tell a friend about it. We just hit over 100 over, over on uh, Facebook, and I want to thank all of y'all for your support. Appreciate y'all. Oh, here's to another 100 more. We're making moves. I make the moves. Um so, yeah, you can follow me over there. Follow me on these platforms. Stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. And I want to make sure I look over to the judges to ensure I have fulfilled my obligations in terms of duties. And I'm good to go from the uh, Czech Republic. Very nice. I am Czech myself, so be like that. Episode 216. We'll go down tomorrow night. We will dis- we will pretty much be discussing uh, what happened... Uh, Last week, this week, where I'll be talking about last week's go-home episode of NXT to kind of wrap everything up into a bow as to why we are here with the six-woman tag. Again, I did not watch NXT prior to technically tomorrow, so I'll watch it on, that you know, that Tuesday. Fresh in my mind, we we discuss, and we get prepared for this coming Wednesday's NXT Fallout show from TakeOver in your house. We're going to see what the new chapter begins, and from there we go. So, other than that, guys, I know it is quite late, and this will be getting out much later than I usually do, but enjoy the rest of your evening. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid, writers and looters. And I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow night for episode 216 of the YLP Podcast. See you!